Hi everyone, it's Glenn and Cara here from Property Performance Stars and we're here with Anna-Marie from Hardcourt's Prestige today and we are going to pick her brains about her real estate journey and how she has become such a superstar. Hi Anna-Marie. Hi, well that was an intro. I hope I'm a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't talk it up at all, it's all true. <laughs> you definitely uh, are. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so thanks for coming in. Um, yeah, we just want to know a bit about your journey so far and how you got to where you are. Um, and maybe we'll start with what was life like before real estate? How did you get into this? Okay, life for me before real estate was very uh, corporate. I was on the terrace. Um, I was a typical kid that just went to uni, um, studied for six years and naturally progressed into corporate world. So um, I was um, a fianna and I also jumped into BD and marketing before real estate. Um, I walked into real estate because it kind of came across my way where I was selling a property. Um, I uh, looked locally in my area at the time, it was Harrisdale. Um, I nominated an agency unbeknown to me. Um, that was to be my first real estate workplace, which was um, really, really cool. I um, sold my property at the time. Um, the rep that sold my property was actually the director and owner of that business. A wonderful agency, wonderful man, taught me a lot. Um, I got into it because um, I, it opened up my eyes, basically that whole transaction of um, listing a property and selling it and trying to get what I needed to get for that property was just completely eye-opening. Um, I've always been a person that's really interested in negotiating. I guess that also came from what I was doing at the time. Um, but yeah, that's how I ended up in real estate. Yeah, and, and you say, you, know, you, you went to uni and you studied for six years. I mean, I suppose me and a lot of other real estate agents that I know, that's not so normal for yeah, all not. real estate agents. No, like um, not, a, a lot of other top performing agents that I've spoken to didn't have any university sort of degree or anything like that. It was uh, something they fell into a bit more, but yeah, so that's cool. Like obviously very smart lady to to progress the way you have. Hey, you, you can make it at uni too, Glenn, so can you go. Um, yeah, no, it was really good. It taught me a lot. Going to uni, obviously, I didn't, if anyone ever asked me, would I be um, in real estate within three years of finishing my degree, I would have said, mm, what? Um, and obviously my parents had a lot to say about that at the time when they found out I was leaving the corporate world for real estate. Um, but for me, I think it just felt right. And I was so intrigued about what you guys, you know, do and how I was seeing it. You know, obviously I watched reality TV shows and I was like, wow, that's so hard. That looks so hard. And um, it would be really cool to give it a go. So when the opportunity arose and um, uh, my director to be kind of um, opened the doors for me to get into and really guided me through it. It was really, really exciting. So, so he obviously saw something in you um, during that transaction that was like, you know what, she could be really great at this. Yeah, he he definitely. I um, I was in obviously a position where my house had just sold through him, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. And obviously, I saw the dollar signs it actually was, and I was like, this guy's just made. Um, you know, wow, that's great, you know, and and I, I saw the hours that he did so I could see it was uh, hard work. I was going to the office after my work to mm -hmm. accept and there was a few counters there and um, I was like, this is just really, really exciting. Like my personality, um, I think I could do this and it was just kind of sitting there. Um, it wasn't until actually after the settlement of my property where 
um, uh, we had caught up. It was like a, a post settlement catch up debrief, and um, it came, he was talking to me about what I did, and um, he was like, "Would you ever give it a go?" And I was like, "Yeah, I, I really. What does it take?" Um, and he literally stepped me through what I need to do, my sales registration, there's an institute in WA called Rewa, um, and you gotta go and get it done. And that's pretty much where I ever first came across Glenn, um, other than seeing Glenn on, on some signboards. But um, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, and I suppose that, that first year in real estate that you're in there, because um, you won the, the Rewa Rookie of the Year yeah. for, for that year, so, yeah. and, and obviously, You've done something massively right in that first year, and I know you, you've you've spoken to me about some of the stuff you did in that first year, yeah. and I have told your story to a heap of other people as well because oh. I actually love telling it. Yeah. Um, but can you run us through that first year, and and you know maybe what what did you do okay. to sort of stand above everyone else? And I know the story, but please tell it again. Yeah, so absolutely. Cool. So basically, um, I just jumped in. Um, it was what two thousand and um, end of two thousand and sixteen. Um, going into 2017 and I just knew okay this is it basically um, my director at Acton he basically said you're coming in um, and this is your desk this is how, how we do um, you'll get to shadow me for about you know two two weeks if I've got some appraisals walk-ins um, leads and I was like what what, is, what, what does that even mean yeah um, he was a busy man busy agency um, everyone is but um, I was like okay no worries um, he's like, look, you're a people person and just remember you've learnt what you've learnt and there's so much to learn. You'll always be growing, you'll always be learning. Um, if you need help, I'm here, but let's see what you can do. And it was really just being thrown in the deep end. Um, I guess it featured my personality quite well because I'm good with just improvising, even with this. It's yeah. don't tell me to remember anything or give me lies, <laughs> I won't remember anything. But um, so it was really good for that and I guess that's why I learned so fast. So I jumped in, I had my desk, um, set up my desk and that was pretty much it, go from there. I obviously watched a lot of stuff. Everyone was like, oh, there's this guy named Tom Panos. He's this older crazy guy, he's got white hair. Um, you know, people like Josh Fegan. Um, we have, we had, I was part of a franchise that had really good support um, and that really helped me in learning and training and being inducted into the industry. Um, I learnt pretty quickly from listening to various YouTube, um, you know, uh, videos and um, the resource that was available to me that it's all about just getting out there and having chats. Um, and if you don't talk, you won't succeed. Basically, this is not the industry for you if you're quite um, quite isolated. Yep. Um, so I was like, okay, well, tick. That's the first <laughs> bit done. Um, so just got out there. I literally remember going. Um, in the mornings, I'd set up my desk, everything was ready by 8.30. I would go um, to the local cafe and I'd go to a different cafe pretty much every second day and get a coffee and just have chats. Like whether it was the business owner, the, the lady at the, t um, the teller that was you know, charging me or, or wherever it was, it was always having chats. I put together a certain amount of materials. I think I had at the time DL flyers and they were just double-sided. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the coffee mornings uh, was actually at a local, really cool Italian place, Napoli. And um, I had a chat with the owner there and he was like, yeah, look, we're looking at advertising too. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, I have a, a name and a number and now I work under an agency and that's what I think you need to put something together. So um, I'd love to put some materials together. And he was like, great, well, I'll have one side if budget's the thing that you're looking for and you have the other 
came up with a slogan, Anna-Marie's, you know, going to sell, you know, property faster than pasta, fitted his oh, kind of audience. It was really cool. It was really quirky. Um, I look back at it now and I'm like, oh my gosh. But um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that was it. And then I just started handing that out and it was funny and it still, it, it literally stuck to things and I kept doing that at various um, businesses. And that's just what I did. And then I just, from talking, I, I naturally had, I guess, an audience because I grew up in, around, in and around Canning Vale. Um, so friends kind of caught wind of that. I set up my social media. Um, it was, you know, Anna Marie, you know, and my, and my brand, the brand that I worked for. Um, so it was just awareness, just getting myself out there with what I had, which was me and my number. And how did you find the response to that? Did, you, did your phone start ringing? Uh, no, it didn't. It didn't <laughs> ring for a long time, and I was so worried because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, you know, you get paid, you get paid in this industry in a sales role when you close a sale, and it's settled, not just under offer. So, uh, for me, going from a consistent um, salary and knowing that, you know, if I don't do my job at work Monday to Friday, I'm still going to get paid, and I can call in sick and things like that, and I'll still get paid. It was just such a, a especially coming from that terrace feel. Um, very, very different. It, it took a while for the phone to ring materials. It took, it took about a month until my phone started calling as a result of my first advertising yeah. Um, uh, distribution. So, yeah, it took a while. And how, how's that, um, I guess, emotionally for you? Like, where do you find the faith to be like, oh, no, it's going to work. It's going to work. I just have to keep going. Yeah, know? well, the way that I saw it, Cara, was that I didn't have anything to begin with in real estate anyway. So... I've always been the type of person that's been okay with rejection. If you don't love me, someone else will. Um, and if I don't get it from you, well, there will be someone that I get it from. So it's, it wasn't, I guess that's the bit that helped me with that because it, if, if you're a person that is um, quite driven on, um, you know, getting feedback and praise immediately and you're not patient and, you know, persevering, I guess, it, it is hard. But um, yeah, I mean, friends started calling and f family and friends. That's what I focused on first, as well as having that social media there and ready. Um, and friends and family are always going to be um, your number one fans at the beginning in anything that you do. And that's why they're your friends and they're your family. So, yeah, that really helped me. Yeah, I think um, having, a, having a strong character in real estate is important, as you said, because if you have that fear of rejection, yeah. And if, if you, like we, we talk to our reps about it in our office a lot. Um, you know, you have some of the, the less established reps where if they lose a listing, it, you can see it gets them down. And yeah. they just, they take it to heart and you just hope that that doesn't happen too much at, at once so that they maybe drop out of the industry. Yeah. Uh, and that perseverance of just knowing that it's not going to come but straight away, but it will come eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember you told me about one of the, like, I'm going to say it's probably your biggest deal. Maybe you've had something bigger <laughs> that you landed. But you, the perseverance that you had to get that deal, which was continual follow-up and emails and continually yeah. following up with this, this gentleman yeah. until basically, you know, until you ended up landing the deal where um, other agents probably have, have started. But after, you know, maybe a month or two or three months of not actually seeing any return from email after email, mm. they just give up. Yeah. You know, they just kind of let it go where you landed that one. Yeah, uh, and that was that was your big one, which I know of. So yeah. <laughs> please tell me if there's anything bigger than that. Yeah, but. no, not to date. No, I'm working on something pretty big <laughs> right now, but it hasn't closed yet. Um, but yeah, that is that's something that comes up quite often um, when I'm talking with um, whether it's staff or, or people that know of that deal. It was a significant one. Um, if you ask any of my friends or my family, they will tell you. If if you ask them, what's my 
um, characteristics. I am a very um, pushy, but just persistent. I will keep calling you until you pick up. And if you don't pick up the first time, you'll pick up. And I think that's why it, it just clicked. This industry just worked for me. Um, but yeah, that deal was a, that definitely was a big one. And it was, um, there were quite a, a number of agents on that before, um, before me that were looking at it. And it was, it was a tricky one. It was um, rural farmland. It was, uh, there was kennel buffers. It's water protected. Pretty much everything that you could imagine in, in our world is our worst nightmare as an agent in order to get a buyer to buy it um, and across the line. But I think it was, yeah, there were a lot of people that were like, oh, why are you wasting your time on that? You know, you could be, I've always liked different things, not just a house to sell. I've always been interested in, in anything and everything because I like change and, and different product to work with. Um, so yeah, it was it was a really good one for that. It taught me a lot about um, well, I guess the corporate background worked really well for me because mm -hmm. the buyers themselves, developers that look at product like that, um, responded well to those kind of um, emails and, mm -hmm. and all the little things that the professional world taught me very well. Um, and put it into this professional world, and you've got you know the the personality with it. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It was what about your first house? What was the first house you sold? How, how did that deal? Do? Everyone remembers their first sale. Yeah, I, um, oh, that was a funny one. I actually, uh, that was a result of um, a chat with a, with a coffee, a lady who had a, a friend or a, a cousin that was selling. So I, I was like, yes, no worries. Like, I was really honest that it, I've just, I'm in the industry, um, but I've got no one else to attend to. So you'll get me exclusively 24 <laughs> And that really worked. <laughs> yeah. um, so I had to create something there, but um, it worked really well. I basically, I remember bringing, um, they were like, okay, let's list, um, let's list with you. Like you've got so much time and, and uh, we really like you. I was like, yeah, thanks. So <laughs> listed it all. I remember with the listing, um, I did everything pretty much okay there. Went back to the office, um, missed a few signatures and initials on the listing. And um, my boss was just <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I haven't got a listing because it's not signed. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing. Got to go back. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know I listed your house, but I didn't. We got it all signed. Did the same thing with that one. It actually um, went under offer within two weeks. I had two home opens. It was really exciting. And that was just the, you'll never forget the first time um, you know, you bite the apple, but it was so exciting. I literally walked back after that home open. I had my offer. Again, the second page of the contract wasn't signed in the buyer bit, but that's okay. Went back, <laughs> um, made sure everything was right, and it was just so cool. I'll never forget it. Yeah, and those first listings that you go for as well, you you don't know any other way than to just actually ask for uh, maybe full fee. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and you're probably unaware that they've had another three agents in as well. And maybe another agent's overquoted, or there's some sort of competition mm -hmm. going in the background. You're just so green, you don't even realise that stuff's happening in the background. Yeah. And you just do your job. You're honest. You just you ask for the fee that you're supposed to ask for. Everything goes well. Uh, my first listing was the same. Uh, yeah. Full fees went on at the mark. The, the price it should have gone on at. Yeah. Spent so much time on the marketing, but went under offer in the first week as well. Yeah. And it's like, oh, if only they could all be like that. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you, Glenn. I think. That it, it, that's exactly how I talk to, uh, when we have our team meetings, I'm like, guys, that first time that you did it, that, that rawness, I guess, that, mm. that hunger that you had the first time should be your every time. Because the moment that you stop that, you change. You're not being the Anna that started. You weren't that person. It's, yeah, that's absolutely so true. Yeah, um, I think when you talk about your, uh, your corporate background a bit more, I suppose I, and you've got that bubbly 
um, personality, which is great for sales. Yeah. I suppose I, if I look at Cara and I, um, she's got more of that background and I've got the, the sales person in me. So I kind of feel like there's a, a bit of, you're, you're sort image. of rolled into one. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. And you've got to, um, th th this is the part where it's great to have both. Mm. Um, for me, sometimes I can be, you know, too bubbly or too just social. I love people. I love a good event. I'm at every single one. But um, at the same time, I've got to understand the business element and, and bringing that, you know, being a business owner and getting process and, um, and all the bones of it right is so important as well. So yeah, definitely need both aspects for a position that I'm in. Um, definitely. Yeah. And it's not for everyone in saying that we were talking about this before, you know, being a business owner, um, people always said, you know, when you have a business, it's very different to being that sales. It is completely different. And I know everyone tells you that and you just go, oh, it's fine. I'll be able to do it. It's fine. It, it actually, there is, well, for starters, a lot of money, much more money in it for you as a, as a rep doing it that way um, and just focusing on your strengths. But if you are the person that um, has that multitasking personality, it can work really well. But we're forever learning and um, I just, yeah. We'll keep Can you tell us about the transition? Okay, so that was, yeah, that was a big one really. I, um, I was obviously working and I found myself not just selling a lot. So selling for me, I got rookie um, and transactions were just going, going, going. It was great. I also found that um, I was developing as, a, as an operator where I was going to appraisals and really not just focusing on the sale. If it was an investment property, I started picking up clients it was a, tr a lot of the feedback forms, I was really big on feedback. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know where I could improve from day one. That really helped me develop. Um, and a lot of the feedback was, wow, we, we really trust Anna. We, we feel safe with Anna. We understand mm -hmm. she hasn't been in the industry for long, but she is really, really, um, she's always there for us, she's reliable. So I, I guess I picked up a lot of um, investment clients and then I started learning, okay, well, when you have a, if you ever had an office, you really do need to have a, a rent roll. And I think the transition for me between being the sales executive that I was only, I then kind of stepped into a leasing and sales executive role at that agency. And then from there, again, progressed into a more senior, um, into a manager role. And I think that taught me a lot. Um, but being able to retain clients, not just for a period where it's settled and then you know, obviously we kept in contact, but that was kind of it done for that file. It was the ongoing client investment ones, and that's why I even looked at my own office. Yeah, and, and that happened so quick as well. It really like from, did. So how long was it from when you first started in real estate to when you had your own office? Yeah, okay, so that was, um, yeah, it was it was two years, just, just under two years, just. So it was rookie, and then it was um, operate, 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 and then it was, yeah, it just so happened that this perfect brand for me, for my personality, um, there was an opportunity and as usual, just went, yeah, because I say Jumping. yes to everything. Yeah, say yes to everything that seems great. Um, but it was just the right timing. I, I'm very lucky for, yeah, for the opportunity I got at the time that I did. Yeah. We, we just can't, for, like for us, it's kind of, you know, um, 10, 15 years into our real estate yeah. journey, we're kind of 
kind of taking that on. Yeah. And there's you in under two years taking over the world. Oh, mm. trying to. Oh my gosh, that's an overstatement. Woof, I need some tequila. Um, no, it was more. Um, it was more the fact that after rookie, I think I identified. Oh my gosh, I I really love this industry, and I think I'm gonna. I finally found without the degree. I've found where I belong. Where can I go from here? Because that's when I really, because I was so busy operating for that first year. When I got the rookie um, recognition, I started to think, okay, so where am I going to go from here? And I sat down, I remember quite, I went down south, I went to have a getaway for three days. And I was like, where do I want to be in the next five years? So my goal was actually five to 10 years own agency. That's honestly where I was at. Um, and I know if I say a figure that's the lower number, I'm probably going there. So it was five years in my head. This is where I want to go. But um, yeah, it just it just went from there. It really snowballed pretty fast. Yeah, that's like incredibly fast in two years because we would have over 20 years experience between the two wow. of us. Wow, that's... So then knowing, running a business and, and knowing what's involved with that now. Yeah. Um, like that's just so much to take on. So that's... Amazing. Well done. <laughs> think it's been a, it's been a stretch and it's stretching and it will always yeah it will always be. But I think um, for me when I was approached by obviously I'm now at Harcourts, but when I was approached, you know when you click right and that's so important just with anything I guess it's just like a friend or a family like you're going to um, go with the ones that are definitely the right ones and where you feel more importantly that you can become who you truly are meant to be under yeah. um, and it just it was the right timing I was really really lucky so what's the what's the plan moving forward have you got grand plans at one office more offices oh honestly no more offices <laughs> right now or in the future near honestly i think just really just fine-tuning learning i'm growing i've got so much growing to do processes there's so much that we can do um and i've got a huge we've got a huge region you know like i'm in canningville we've got all these amazing surrounding suburbs uh it's massive it's huge so until i've got um a huge percentage of market share, I think <laughs> I'll be quite content. <laughs> so being Rewa Rookie of the Year in a really tough sort of last few years, what advice would you give to any new people coming into this industry? Oh, okay. No, especially knowing where the market is now, um, my piece of advice or tip, I guess, would be um, to be you, um, and have no fear. I think in this market, that's what you need to be. So before it's, you know, and you hear um, motivating speakers say that all the time, just be you because, you know, but you really are, I really understood now that you really are a brand within the brand. And I never understood what that really me meant until now because it doesn't, obviously it matters, you know, which agency you operate within and under, but um, you are Anna and Anna makes Anna in that brand but Anna will be Anna wherever she goes it's just where she right fits so I think new reps out there definitely be yourself because the moment you try to be like you know William Harry and Beatrice you're, you're, you're not you you are you're trying to be someone else and um, you know when you're meeting clients and vendors out there it's it's like this you know they're seeing you know who you are you've got two beady eyes before you even walk in they've probably looked at your LinkedIn your social media, Instagram, your Facebook, yeah. they probably know more about you than you know. So, um, and they've assumed all the rest in between, which is even worse. So you have to be you. And I think the biggest lesson, I mean, I see this a lot now. I see a lot of reps that, um, you know, be confident about yourself. Don't, don't fear what you are capable of. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that you are even sitting there means you've done something right. 
you've used your name right that your parents gave you and you've registered a phone number, great, so go with it. Mm -hmm. And don't fear anything about yourself. If they don't like you, then that's fine. But they've invited you there over how many people, you're already a winner. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a big one. Yeah, and I think uh, it's always a challenge for salespeople when you're going in and you are a bit green and you're a bit of a rookie, I suppose, to, to have that confidence to be yourself. Um, yeah. But I think in any sales role, if you're trying to be anyone besides yourself, that comes through. Like that'll show up. Yeah. Like if you're if you're trying to, uh, I suppose we do a lot of videos, and this sort of video is quite easy for me and you yeah. and Cara. We can just sit here and be ourselves and have a chat. But anything where I have to run with a script, yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> do like we, we, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we've discussed it because it's not it's not such a natural thing. It's just not a natural, you know, way to be for us. So as yeah. as salespeople. Lots of this, and yeah. if, if that's what you have to do, and sit down, and you sit down with an owner of a house, and yeah. you have to talk to them about their dog and their pool and their their holidays, and that that's great. Yeah. You've just got to enjoy that and just do it, and and that's building relationships with people in real estate. A hundred percent. It's a people-based industry. It always will be because we are working with something that is where they live and where people grow up, and the memories and the measurement, you know, tracking charts and all of the rest. And you've got to relate. And if you know if you if you can't relate and you are not that type of person, well, perhaps it will be really hard. I mean, skill-wise, you can learn a lot, but at the end of the day, you really need to be open to um, people and everything that comes with humans, which is you know patience and all of the rest, because we have so many situations. So um, it is a big one. I think a lot of um, special, especially new reps, sorry, they come into this industry and I've, I've seen a lot of them, it's hard, you know, you're, you're trying to get a listing mm. and um, these vendors have probably studied um, what your stats have been for the last, you know, what month, six months, 12 months. Um, they've looked at Rate My Agent, they've looked at who you know and everything else. Mm. And I see reps tend to, um, I guess, be extra creative with what they've done or not. You don't have to be like that. And I'm preaching to myself here, but when I first started, I found myself trying to amp up naturally. It's just a human thing. Um, you know, what I've done or what I'm working on, you don't have to. You can be really, really honest and real. And that's when I started saying, look, I genuinely have not done a sale, but I am going to be really attentive to everything I can do for you. And that, that creates laughter. That creates joke and, and, you know, I guess some rapport with, with any potential client. They will see that. Mm. Yeah. And you're not putting on a show. Because people see, see that. They see through that. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, having an agent is like um, more than what you would talk to your best friend, you know, in a week, you know, that you're going to give them keys to be careful and trust with. You're inviting them into your home. Mm -hmm. This agent might see things that is personable. Your items are around it. There's so much, you know, if you've got a robot that's you know, clinical and, oh, 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 you know, that's just, I wouldn't trust someone like that in my house and I'm sure you guys wouldn't either. So I think just remembering that um, you are just dealing with another person mm. is vital. Yeah, definitely. So is, is there anything that you would do differently? Like if you, I, look, I think you've risen to success pretty quick. So <laughs> there's, a, like, there's a lot. Oh, <laughs> believe me. Um, I guess um, if I could do anything differently, I would, 
I would have probably, I'll be honest, and um, I hope I don't get a phone call from a CEO, but I probably would have just kept operating a little bit longer. I don't have any regrets about starting the business, but um, I think starting a business, um, you know, accounting, HR, I mean, I, I, I did a HR degree as part of my postgrad, so that was beneficial, but there's a lot of other things that I could have um, learnt slowly, not just doing because I need to do now. And I think um, operating is just so fun. I'll never stop being an operator. I'll always be the director that's operating and competing. I do get FOMO, so I do see my reps at the back and they're having chats and dinging the bell when they get a listing. And I'm like, oh my God, I haven't done my own this week because I'm doing everything. <laughs> and I get really, really, um, I guess, jelly in a good way, but happy for them. And I, I see that joy of their full-time focus just on that. And that's so cool. Mm. But don't, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love what I'm doing now. But if I could have just had maybe a little bit more time um, but again the opportunity came up when it did and of course I wasn't going to say no to that because it was perfect for me mm. so um, but operating and just doing what you do best um, is awesome yeah. yeah you've had a obviously accelerated growth into business ownership but you're right I think if I hadn't done maybe all the years that I'd done just maybe as a, as a sales rep and you, yeah. there's just just things that you learn and for me it wasn't so much about contract or negotiation, it was people skills, it was life skills, it was yeah. stuff that I hadn't dealt with in my own life yet. Like I've, you know, you, you have personal challenges in your life. Yeah. But if you've if you've never been through it personally, but you're trying to give someone advice on how to go through it Huge. in their life, it's it it doesn't seem genuine. And yeah. I, I grew up um, with my father-in-law in real estate, so he would sit there and he had been through, um, you know, a failed business. Yeah. He'd been through bankruptcy. He'd wow. been through those things. So when he sat there and he spoke to other people who were in that same position about it, it was genuine. And yeah, he felt wow. their pain and he could relate. But me being so young and green at that time, it's like, oh, I've never done any of that stuff. I don't really understand the pain that those people go through at that time. Yeah. But once, you, once you've been in situations where you've been through that sort of stuff as well, that relates and, you know, I end up sitting and talking with clients about stuff which is, I don't know, way above your pay grade. You yeah. know, it's like this is psychology stuff we're talking about. This is real one-on-one -on -one life scenarios that yeah. no one wants to be involved in, but hey, we're all here together and we've got to try and figure a way out of it. Yeah. Uh, but that came with years and years and years of sales repping. Yeah, uh, and, it's, and it's nice to just um, learn. Like that's what I'm saying with people and, and that experience I completely relate to obviously my age. Um, I'm, I think I'm, I'm the second youngest in my office, so it is even just on an internal perspective as well as the external with, with your clients, it is um, age is, is experience, I guess. It's not just age, but it's experience. I, I do think um, that we're never ready. Yeah, so no. that's true. You know, like, um, I guess we, um, we're like, yes, we're, we're ready for this next chapter. You know, we've been operating for, for this long and it seems like a natural progression. You're getting to it and you think, whoa, I'm <laughs> not ready for any of that. And you, you're facing new challenges um, mm. every day. You and are. whether you were two years in or 10 years in, I don't, I don't think um, you, you could have been ready um, for those because yeah. you've, you've not experienced that before. So yeah. we're all still still learning. Um, yeah. People say all the time, oh, you know, we're ready. I'm like, I thought I, thought I was. Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like a, it's like an appraisal, you know, coming in. You're not going to say, oh, I'm just going to take a week to just prepare for that and get ready. You're going to go, you're going to take all the knowledge that you know and that you have. And obviously more is better, but you're just going to up and go. And that's the best, I mean, that's the best way to be. So I think 
um, yeah, it's super fun. And I remember you, Glenn, at Rewa um, when I was doing my sales registration. That's when I first, you came in and you were that motivational guy that they put in in the middle of the day um, to motivate <laughs> everyone to complete, to come back for the next three days. And Glenn jumped in. And I remember, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this guy's just really real. He was just kind of walked in, did his thing. And he was like, well, I, if I can do it, I can't believe it. He was just kind of having a moment up there where you're like, I just can't believe that I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing, but it's because of my awesome team and, and you just keep learning. And you made it really real for me. And I think it's really important, especially for new people coming into the industry, mm. um, to realise that we, we are also human and we also are always still learning. And um, you are just you. It's process and skill and everything else that would, you know, will accompany your growth. So... Um, yeah, thanks to you, Glenn, for that. I think for me, I, I have learned a lot from how you spoke to people and, and tried to motivate um, because it will work. It will work. People will look at that and just say, look, I can do it. Mm. And that's what, there's nothing much between um, your decision, um, getting a little bit of motivation from here and there and actually making it happen. Yeah. Well, talking, I suppose, talking to new sales reps at Rewa or, or talking to vendors, I've always tried to just be me. Yeah. yeah, and you know, there's good parts, there's bad parts, <laughs> there's things I'm great at, there's things I'm not so good at. Yeah. But if you're honest and upfront with everyone about everything, I suppose you can't really get yeah. yourself in too much trouble. Yeah. If vendors list with you and you say, "Well, hey, look, this is this is who I am. We had this conversation. This is how it was all going to go. We kind of knew this was going to happen." Yeah. If you're, you know, if everyone knows the process and the the facts, then yeah. that's how I've operated. And I think if you continue to operate that way in business and in life then you'll, you'll be okay. I agree right. with you. I think that's a big one. I think people um, that are looking at working in real estate or coming into a sales position, whether it be sales or property manager, whatever it is, I think um, they go, oh, but you know, I just can't do what you do, like the hours you work and, um, and uh, like you don't, do, like when do you go on holiday and if you do, how does that? It's all about discipline and organisation anyway. So you need those things in order to operate well. Um, we still have a life. We just have to be organised about it. And, and like, like you said, be upfront. So if you do have that holiday booked and you've got to go away, mm. just bringing your vendors into that, letting them know that they understand that. They don't expect you to be a different kind of human, mm. just one that communicates a little bit more you know, than others. Um, and I think that's, that's what it is. I mean, personal life is so important in this industry. I think, you know, you hear work-life balance pretty much in every job that you do. If you roll out of bed and actually put something on and go somewhere, you will need work-life balance. Mm. And I think for me, um, I learnt, learnt about that really heavily in my first year because obviously I was, I was in a relationship where I was with someone where I was a nine to five girl, Monday to Friday, you know, Friday nights off, Saturday nights off, it was great. And then Sunday brekkie, it was different. And I think you have to be realistic and, and know what you will be going into. And also just, I guess, taking the time to communicate to people around you that are close. Um, things like your mobile phone ringing all the time at weird hours or your face being there and you'll get those fan calls and just being mature and dealing with it. It's, it sounds small, but it actually, when you're doing it, it can, it can jilt a few feathers, it can be hard to understand, but like anything, communicate and you should be right. As I'm talking, I'm going, oh my gosh, if I knew about that situation. But no, it's, yeah, it's definitely, um, it's a different world, especially the one that I was in was very much so my phone wouldn't ring at 5.15 after work because it was so fixed. 
Um, but that was huge, work-life balance and, and family and friends. You've got to keep balanced as well. Yeah. And that, but look, I suppose that energy that you, you bring is why I like catching up with you. We've caught up quite a few times. Um, thank you so much for coming today. So we really Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for the chat. Yeah, every time we sit down, I learn something new from you as well, which is, which is so good. So, so thanks for watching, and we will see you on the next episode.